You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad that you could be with us. We've got a really special show and one that I have a feeling the universe has planned all along because when I made this interview date time, uh, a couple of months ago, little did I know what our week was going to be filled with. A lot of doom and gloom, shootings, <sighs> a lot of grief, a lot of sorrow, not just for the victims, but for the entire nation. We're all in shock, and it's time to bring on my old friend Howard Martin from HeartMath to address this issue and it's something that we need to know how to counteract and if we do it collectively we may be able to prevent any future shootings or detrimental things from occurring and that would be wonderful I know you're all in agreement about this so I just want everybody to settle back relax take it in and know that we are powerful over what has happened. But it's time we come together. And I know that you will do this with me. And we can help the future. So let's take these fast commercial breaks. And then we're going to be right back with HeartMath's Howard Martin. Stay tuned. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net that's law of attraction magazine.net Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, international certified hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Well, welcome, Howard Martin, back to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am so thrilled to speak to you again. I know it's been about four years, my friend. Jules, I'm so glad to be back, and I had no idea it had been four years. A lot of life experience happens in four years uh, during these times when everything is so sped up. So I hope you're well, and I hope everyone who's uh, listening to this program is doing well wherever you are, and that you'll get something out of our conversation that will be in some way meaningful to you. And it always is with you, Howard. It always is. Cool. I mean, you, uh, well, there's a couple of things I really want to talk about, but before I get into that, I saw that you were in China. You have been traveling all over Europe. What what's going on? You're just out there speaking up and talking about heart math to everybody. Well, I think what's interesting about it is, is you know, heart math as an organization, we've been around a really long time now, and uh, like almost thirty years. 
And during that 30 year period of time through steady growth, not through something just explosive, trying to be the biggest thing out there and all that, a steady rise has happened to where we have such a global footprint now. Uh, we are literally all over the world. And so that does afford me at times uh, speaking opportunities uh, that takes me out of the country. I think I'm more popular overseas than I am here. You know? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I get around a little bit, but you know, there's other things that indicate it too. Certainly, you know, all the people that are our customers, we're, we, have, we sell our products in over 120 countries now. Oh and my goodness. We have a new app called the Global Coherence app. And on that app, it has a, a map. So when everybody's on there, you know, you see a, a dot, you know, go light where the, where the person is. And the other day we were doing a test and there were 1600 people on there. And I looked at that map and they were from literally all over the world and places that you just wouldn't suspect anybody would know about heart math, you know, Kajikistan or on the border between, you know, Ecuador and something, you know what I mean? In the jungle. And it's like all over the planet, these people were on. And so that's sort of representative of the, the global footprint that heart math has. Uh, and again, it's a real honor and privilege for me to have the opportunity to, at times, be a spokesperson for that and to get to go to these places and see the enthusiasm that these people have about, you know, learning new things about themselves and about really about the power and intelligence of their heart. So this fall, I got a big one, you know, by, you know, I'll, I've been, I'll be home here during the summer while we're doing this interview for a month or so. But then starting in September, I do... Scottsdale, Arizona, London, Dublin, Athens, Brazil, and Mexico, all within about a month and a half. So, Oh, my gosh. going to be a roll. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's called a lot of airplane flights. Oh, is, my goodness. Yeah. That's exactly right. Oh, wow. Well, you, you don't mind flying. But if you did, you would simply just calm down your heart, wouldn't you? I don't like it as much as I used to, but, yeah, the tools come in handy when you're flying. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's so neat about heart math because you really do empower yourself. You can control your 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 heart's brain. You can control everything. Really, it is so powerful. And I don't think since we haven't had you on for four years, we kind of need a repeat lesson of what heart math is all about. Well, Jules, it's a it's a system that we created uh, based around heart, around the qualities of the heart and the intelligence of the heart, the intuition that the heart provides, all of that. And it's a system that is, is composed of, you know, interesting new concepts, uh, scientifically validated techniques, uh, technology that facilitates the development of heart, brain, body communication and, and more. And everything we've done has really been underpinned with scientific research uh, to give it validity to give it a believability so that it's not just a philosophy, that it has um, an empirical understanding to it. And we deploy that system a variety of ways. Certainly just the general person, we call it consumers. It's a kind of a crass name, but general consumers who purchase our stuff and read our books and, you know, listen to our web webinars and all of that that, that, that they're doing. And uh, we also do a lot of organizational training. Uh, in Fortune 100 companies, government agencies, wow. healthcare systems, all of that. And we certify people. We certify coaches and trainers so that we replicate our work in a way. We can't do it all. We're, we're a big little organization. So we have thousands of trainers and coaches all around the world that are licensed by us and trained by us to share heart math tools, techniques, and methods and technology uh, in their world and with the people that they serve. So it's, it's a big system. It's very complex. It's run from just a, a group of us who believed in the power of the heart that decided to put something together. And today it's a lot more than that. I can imagine. I can imagine. Now, I, I mean, I've heard you in presentations because you've been at a couple of my events and you were phenomenal. Everybody loved you. But the the information that you detailed out talk about intuition of the heart because people were aware like 15 minutes before the world trade center came down that something was amiss right you know, the intuition is interesting to me it's a it is a field of information uh, that always exists uh and it's information that comes in in a different way it comes in at super high speed it bypasses many of the 
sort of back and forth logical processes that we go through at times to reach understanding. Um, intuitions often look to something mystical or something that, you know, only relates to, you know, a big invention or um, some gigantic insight or something. Yeah. To me, it's not just that. It's an information field that's always there. It's just that we go in and out of contact with it. Yes. And it shows up in life in very practical ways. And in relation to the law of attraction, for example, it can give us insights into what we really need to try to be attracting. You know, uh, the unmanaged mind operating on the basic principles that, that society functions on might say, well, we, we should be wealthy or we should have a new relationship or we should have this or that, you know, and they can be true. But intuition may direct us a bit differently. It may say, you know, what you need to be attracting is more balance in your life. Uh, what you need to be attracting is more peace in your life. Um, what you need to be attracting is the uh, desire to uh, overcome a challenge or the desire to make a change you know you've been needing to make, right? So intuition can give us these kind of nudges around what we need to be putting our attention to. Uh, what we really need to be attracting uh, back into our life. And it could be material things as well. I'm not discounting that. But I'm just saying there are lots of things in terms of inner attitudes that can really advance us and give us the fulfillment that we want to attract, uh, but we have to listen to it. So intuition plays a role in many ways like that. Now, you're referencing um, some information around 9-11 that, was, um, right. that I have in my presentation sometimes, and it's a couple of things. One is that through a, another system uh, called the Random Number Generator Network that Dr. Roger Nelson created, his system showed that there were massive changes occurring in, in, in what he was picking up that actually happened two hours before a plane hit a tower on 9-11. And then when the at the time that the planes were hitting a tower, his network was really, you know, producing data that was off the chart. And so that doesn't prove anything because his type of a system is really uh, little computers. Uh, and his supposition is that somehow mass consciousness is affecting these computers. But the true cause of that cannot be explained. So you can't really say scientifically that this occurred. You can say, here's an observation. Ah, Okay. You, know, you can observe that this network of little computers all around the world, the data that they were producing went off the chart right around the time 9-11 happened. Yeah. But because you can't explain how in the world could people be affecting computers, you can't really make it uh, into true science. But it's an interesting observation. And sometimes I think we individually and collectively do sense uh, in ways that go beyond the normal boundaries of time and of space. And intuition relates to all of that. But it doesn't have to be, again, seen as mystical. Intuition is very practical when you learn to, to really see practical. that and you learn to let it guide your, uh, your choices, big and small, as you kind of navigate life. Yes. So you're talking that the intuition then is about the heart. We're feeling it. Is that right? Well, it's one way of looking at it for sure. I think. Very often, intuition is a feeling more than it's a thought, especially initially. In other words, we feel that we, hey, we maybe shouldn't go there right now, you know, or we feel that it might not be time to have that conversation, you know. Yeah. We get a feeling that wow, we need to move on this right now, and this some I need to jump right on this and get on the phone and call them. You know, it's like it's a feeling that we have, and then sometimes it, it turns into thoughts, and then we begin to calculate it and figure out the angles on it. <laughs> it's very often a feeling. Now, my belief is that we access this field of information not just through our minds and through our brain, but actually through the physical heart and the field produced by the heart. Uh, the heart produces an energetic field that surrounds us in 360 degrees. It's a magnetic field. Uh, fields exchange information. Fields contain information. And it's possible, I believe, that the heart's field is actually um, accessing another field of, of information that we could call intuition. Uh, and that's kind of how it works. Now, science can't support that totally yet. We've done some studies that indicate that that's true. Uh, but my feeling is that the entry point of some of these types of intelligence or types of consciousness uh, that go beyond the normal logical linear type that we have 
actually are accessed through the field of the heart, not just through the, the mind or the brain. Wow. That's powerful. So, okay, then let's segue into how do we apply that for things that have already happened? Last week was pretty um, uh, pretty grief-stricken with just this weekend, as a matter of fact, with two shootings. And I know that people out there are angry, they're sad, they're confused, and they're like, What's going on? We have no control. Well, there's nothing. I mean, people just going to Walmart, they're getting shot. What, what's going on? What can we do, Howard? Well, certainly put out more love and care and compassion to the world. And that sounds kind of like, eh, well, that's really sweet, Howard. You don't understand this shooting is going on. And I get that. And the, the feelings that people have about these recent events are natural and normal. You know, to feel upset, to feel angry, to feel confused, to feel afraid in many ways. You know, there's normal reactions. Now, there are certain things that I think need to be addressed around that. Obviously, gun control itself. You know, why is it that we have the ability to buy semi-automatic weapons? Who needs one of those? You know? Yeah, really. Who um, does and certainly there are a lot of other issues, societal issues uh, that have been related or associated with this type of shooting. At the end of the day, I think these are important steps, but we've got to find a way to give people more of a heart opening within themselves. Yeah. Uh, in other words, when somebody is really in contact with their heart, they're not going to go around shooting anybody. You know, um, Through the intelligence of the heart, we develop the capacity to have a bit more latitude with people. Uh, to have a bit more understanding, to be able to accept differences better. You don't have to agree with everything, but certainly you can be more accepting of the differences uh, between each other. And all those are heart qualities uh, that are associated with what, at heart math, we call heart intelligence. Now, in the bigger picture, we've got to help people sort of raise their own vibratory rate you know, in their mind and emotions to make different kind of choices. It doesn't mean we're always going to eliminate some of the type of uh, extreme behaviors that we saw this weekend. But certainly we can contribute to that not happening as much by what we put out into the world. Good, yes. In other words, each of us is more powerful than we realize in terms of how we can influence the well-being, not only ourselves, but of others. Every thought, every feeling uh, that we have is imprinting the field of consciousness that we're all drawing from, we're all playing in you know, to create our lives and create our realities. And it doesn't have to be grandiose things. I mean, every time we decide that we're going to just have a little more compassion for someone rather than judging them, that imprints the field. Every time we decide that we're going to be a little kinder rather than, you know, quite so irritated, that imprints the field. Uh, every time that we catch ourselves in an attitude we know is not beneficial for us and we make that change, that's a very powerful contribution to that field. And then certainly uh, practices that, that people do, uh, like their meditations, their affirmations, their intention exercises, all of that. Using some of that time just to send more love and care and compassion into that field um, in a neutral kind of way. In other words, we've got to allow for life to unfold. We've got to allow for this shift in consciousness to, to unfold. So for me, when I do it, it's like I'm not trying to say what should be or shouldn't be. I'm just putting out that type of a feeling from my heart into the field environment saying highest, best outcome, you know, yeah. um, and let things unfold because it's a very complex world that we live in and I can't understand it all. So my contribution needs to be more neutral. I think that in these changing times where the speed of change is happening so quickly and it's sort of outrunning our capacity to deal with it, we're going to see events like we saw this weekend. People are having a tough time out there. People are going to lose it in a certain way. And they're going to do things that are, we see as horrific. Um, I don't think idealistically we can expect all that just to go away. What we can do is certainly put our heart into seeing less of it and to putting more love and care into the energetic field environment that we are all drawing from so that some of this doesn't have to happen. Mm. But when you have this much change happening in such a short amount of time, there's going to be chaos. 
it's going to be people that just can't cope with that. So my heart goes out to them rather than in judgment of them to say, you know, let's have a little compassionate latitude. Uh, while I certainly can't and never would and can't imagine condoning what happened, uh, I think the most important contribution I can make is just to keep putting out that love, care, and compassion and hope that that reduces some things uh, that could be. And who knows, maybe a lot more of that than we even could imagine could have happened. And yeah. Happened, you know. yeah, yeah, you're right. But we need to counteract it right now and just focus in on sending love out into the atmosphere, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and is heart math, are you guys doing some meditations around that? For, I know you do meditations for other places around the world with earthquakes and the, the victims of that. Are you guys doing anything for this? Well, certainly individually we are, and certainly it's in everybody's consciousness you know, of what we do. There's a lot of things that can be served each and every moment of every day. You know, so this just happens to be... Um, a bit more poignant, you know, a bit more in our face right now, but certainly the constant effort that we make here and that many millions of people do make around the world these days um, to help usher in this, this new and different world uh, in a way that's as kind and gentle as possible. And, and each day in the news, all I have to do is open up a news site and yeah. read the headlines and it, it paints a, a pretty uh, shocking picture. Uh, so my heart just goes out to all of that stuff all the time. And then at times, yes, uh, need to put a little extra love and care into things like uh, the effects of that shooting. We're talking about it today because it creates a ripple, like call it a stress wave yeah. in the field of consciousness that we all are sensitive to. We pick up on it and it creates that, that anxiety, that angst, that tension in people. So my heart goes out to reducing that as much as it does the shootings, right? You know, to how do we how do we help people cope with having observed that, whether it's on the news or however they found out about it? How do we help people cope with that so that it doesn't take our collective vibration down? We keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point because it's just not about the shooting. It's about the atmosphere. And right now the atmosphere in the United States is completely divided. There is hate on both opposing sides. And it seems like there's less love and understanding and letting people be whichever way they want to be, but others are judging everybody and you, everybody is wrong. <laughs> There's yeah. not anybody right. Well, it's not just a U.S. situation, although we it's global. There's polarization happening everywhere. And is that right? I didn't realize that. That's yeah, sure. Take Europe, for example. I mean, their issues around uh, Brexit. immigration are huge. You know, that's the, the biggest political hot button in all of Europe because the immigrants are coming there a lot of times long before they get here, right? Right. From the Middle East and from, you know, places where there's been war like Syria and all of that. And this is a huge political issue that's creating a lot of tension in Europe. And yeah, I mean, UK has Brexit, right? Which is its point of tension, but it's a global thing that's happening. What's happening, Jules, is that, you know, as new as a new world is trying to emerge, the old one is trying to hang on. And it creates, you know, that, that feeling of polarization. And people are, in fact, making choices of what they want, which side of those equations, so to speak, that they're on. And that is coming to light. So the old stuff's getting stirred up. We see it more now. Yes. We polarization. We see the differences more clearly. In addition to that, through the technology we have today, through social media, through media in general, of all different kinds, we, we are more aware than ever before of what's happening and the differences that we see. So I think that that will eventually smooth out. Um, but right now we are at that place where people are making those kind of choices. Which side am I on here? You know, and we're seeing the, the polarization and the tension associated with that uh, take place. The larger energetic momentum, I believe, is moving towards cooperation. Cooperation. Towards a coming together rather than a separation. Yeah, it doesn't appear that way. That sounds counterintuitive when you look at a news site, for example. But I think in people's hearts and in society as a whole, people want to try to get along. 
They want to try to work out their differences. They want to cooperate rather than compete. I think there's a larger momentum of that than, on, than the other, than the polarization. It's just a matter of what you see. Yeah. Wow, I'm not seeing that at all. I'm seeing, I mean, you go on Facebook and everybody uh, thinks that they're right. There's nobody who thinks that they're wrong, including me. I'm going to be truthful, but you're seeing it. The polarization I have never, ever experienced in my life. I mean, I can't go on to Facebook and be even nice. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of that. Facebook's a great example of a vehicle that allows people to express themselves. And a lot of people are expressing things that they would never say in public, right? They would never say it to you on the street or in a <laughs> restaurant or something, but they can say it on Facebook. So you're going to see that. You're going to see, see people venting, see people who are using that as a bully pulpit. Uh, you'll see a lot of things that happen when you have a vehicle like a Facebook in play right now. But again, I step back. I try to see it from as wide angle view as I can. And what I really see happening is a bigger momentum that's saying we are moving towards being one family. You know, uh, we're all playing in one yard and eventually we're going to have to learn to get along. Uh, uh, the way the world is unfolding, the way things like you know ecology is unfolding, all of that, it's going to force us at some point to learn to figure out solutions, uh, to meet our challenges in a more unified way. And it will push us to a place where we have to begin to uh, to acknowledge and accept differences in people. Like I said, you don't have to condone them, but allowing people to be people, allowing for different cultures to have their cultural you know, uniqueness and to celebrate that uniqueness rather than to you know, persecute them, persecute them or, or feel threatened by it. You know, all that will happen. It'll happen because consciousness changes. And to me, it's a heart based consciousness that is at the root of making those kind of changes. One that incorporates the values long associated with heart, the qualities associated with heart, that intuitive intelligence that gives us a different type of guidance system, a different type of internal GPS about you know our thoughts and feelings and choices that we make. All that's emerging and heart intelligence plays a big role in that, which is what heart mass always been about, is how do we facilitate people to make contact with that. So you still do your meditations at heartmath.org, and the, is that correct? People can still go there? Yeah, there's a new app. It's, you can download it for free. It's called the Global Coherence app, and it does essentially what you're talking about. It used to be on the website. Uh, right. Probably still has it there, but yes, it's an app. You can, you can use it with a inner balance trainer sensor or not. You can, if you use it with a sensor, uh, what's happening is your coherence points that you generate are actually uh, being calculated and added into some points that you see on the app that shows the amount of coherence being generated into the world, you know, on a day, a week, a month basis, that kind of thing. But you can use it without the sensor and without the sensor you're observing, but you can see that map, you know, with all the dots on it. You yeah. can see people are around the world that are using the app at the same time. Uh, and you, you do it on an app now rather than just on a website. So it's called the Global Coherence app. You get it from your favorite app store. And if you find it in your heart to do so, get a sensor and you know generate your own coherence points and add those to the coherence points of people around the world trying to, to make the world a better place. Absolutely. And now is the time to do that. But also in your demonstrations, which is so impressive, uh, you really are a phenomenal speaker. You really are. You got everybody just glued in watching you. But you do this, this little thing with the, the sensor in which you slow down your heart dramatically. And it's like, wow, we're seeing it in a matter of mere seconds, the effects that you can obtain by using heart math's in yeah. instruments. Well, I do demonstrate in a lot of my talks using a, a technology which measures changes in our heart rhythms, and then a, a patented algorithm scores those heart rhythms and determines how coherent they are. The higher coherence, the more in sync we are, physically, emotionally, all of that. It represents that, that internal synchronization. Now, it's not about slowing down heart rate. It's actually about changing the rhythm beating pattern of the heart. Okay. You have a very coherent rhythm at a very high heart rate. Um, it doesn't have to be a slow heart rate. 
because the state of coherence th that this is measuring is a highly aware state. It's a, an active state. It allows us to differentiate our thoughts and our feelings, to be more sensitive to the environments that we're in, to the people that we're with, you know, to what we're seeing, what we're hearing, and what we're contributing to those environments. Uh, so it's a very aware state. And in our training program, some of the, the areas that we train in are pretty mainstream. And like, for example, police officers. Um, ah. And they're getting trained in increasing coherence. Now, they're not going to walk around doing their jobs in a low heart rate and in some totally relaxed, meditative place, but they need to be very acutely aware of what's going on. Uh, same with athletes. We train athletes as well. And so it's, it's about an internal synchronization that leads to an increased ability to regulate our emotions and to give us a more expanded uh, awareness that incorporates a lot of, uh, of refined discernment about what we're doing and what we're not doing. Wow. And to me, it's like, uh, again, a blessing that you're on today because I think this is what people are looking for right now. They need to understand it, that there is a place that they can go and to not only help their own emotions, but to send out this love that everybody feels yeah. that's going to change the world. That's what we need to be doing right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a period of heightened co-creativity, which relates to the law of attraction. We have the ability to create differences and changes in our own lives, more so than ever before, I believe. And in, in doing so, and then in coming together, working together, we have the ability to uh, facilitate uh, positive changes in the world. And a lot of people are on to this. This is a global phenomenon as well. You know, it's happening everywhere I go where I see people that are, you know, into that type of uh, activity and work. But it does start jewels with ourself, you know, especially um, what are we really truly feeling? And what are we doing with our emotions? Um, emotions are a great gift. Yeah. Give us eternal life from an objective, objective experience, excuse me, into a very living sort of visceral, you know, texturized experience, you know, that we can feel in you know, the beauty of life. Uh, we have a myriad of emotions that we can experience, everything from extreme elation to deep sadness and depression, you know, from, from a feeling of real love and connection to fear and to hate. You know, we've got a, a wide spectrum we can uh, experience through our emotions. I think what gets missed in this is that we have the ability to choose our emotions. Ooh, people yeah. Feel, people feel as if they are just the victims of their emotions. Their emotions are only reactions to what happens externally in their life, right? And it's true that every thought produces a feeling. Yeah, Every perception that we have produces an emotional response to that perception. But what gets missed is that we can learn to begin to, to feel like we want to feel when we want to feel that way. That we can learn to generate, for example, more feelings of appreciation rather than just waiting for life to do something that, hey, we can appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we can put out more care, you know, on a consistent basis rather than just when we see the baby in the mall, you know, in the stroller that opens our heart. We can do that more consistently as we live our lives. Another way to look at it is, yes, we can have emotional reactions and we're going to have them. Here's where the choice comes in. We choose what we do next. You know, somebody sends us an email, it really makes us upset and mad, and we have a choice right there. Okay, I'm mad, I'm upset. What are you going to do next? Well, I can decide I'm going to go out and tell somebody else about it. You know, um, I'm going to write an email back to them, and boy, I'm going to let them have it. You know, right. Yeah. Say, wait a minute, I'm going to pause. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to step back from this just a little bit. I'm going to make a choice right now not to add more significance to it than I already have. You know, I'm going to take the significance down a notch or two, and I'm going to let this thing sort of just sit a little bit. Those are emotional choices. Uh, the standard pattern is to amplify it. You amplify it again by adding significance to it. And, you know, they should have never done that. And who are they to think they can do so-and-so? And then, you, again, go see somebody else in your office, you know, you can resonate with and go, you won't believe what I just got. You know what I mean? <laughs> and all that stuff is standard programming, and I've done it plenty. But I'm just saying there are choices. Uh, and that's an emotional choice. 
as we mature, as our awareness increases, one of the co-creative abilities that we have that's most useful is actually the ability to start using our emotions in a way that create the life that we want, that draw to us the experiences that are going to be most fulfilling. I have a belief that, you know, life works best for me when I'm giving more to it than I'm taking from it. Mm. Uh, I also have a belief that, you know, no act of love is ever wasted. It all eventually comes back, not necessarily in the moment, you know, but it does show back up in our lives you know, every time we, we, we do something that's got a, a feeling of love associated with it. And consistently making an effort to be more that way uh, ultimately leads to uh, more of the things in life that are going to be really fulfilling. And I've seen that evidence in my own life. You know, I don't think that I have the wonderful gifts I have today if, if I hadn't tried to be a more heart-centric person that put out more of the qualities of the heart in my interactions with life itself. And we all have that ability. Now, that's part of the co-creation that we have. If we do that, what happens is it gives us a greater ability to actually serve the world. You know, if we're just serving it from, you know, a surface level or we're going to put out really sweet little feelings and all that into the world, that's great. That helps. But there's a whole nother level we can all take as conscious co-creators in this game of life. But it does start with evaluating ourselves first and making the internal changes, especially in our attitudes and perceptions, that our intuition is nudging us to do anyhow. <laughs> as we take those on, what happens is we, we create a better life for ourselves, but we also, again, have the ability to create more positive influence in a more dynamic way. Wow. Now, that is brilliant. And as you said, this is the law of attraction because what our emotions do create. So if we're sending out bad emotions, we're going to get that back. There's no if and buts about it. But if we send out good emotions, heartfelt emotions, then it's going to make our lives a lot easier and it's going to lighten up the rest of the world. Yeah, it's been talked about for thousands of years in every religion possible. You know, said basically that same thing. And it's, but I think now we're at a place where we can recognize that more and it counts even more now. It you know, does. It's it like does. there's a lot of, you know, again, the speed of change is no accident. There's a lot of facilitation, so to speak, happening in the world today that's, that's creating this new and different world. It's like free energy. We can take advantage of that free energy. Uh, we can use it to create more separation, more judgment, more <laughs> all that if we want to. We can also use it to accelerate in consciousness like we never have before. Wow. And then again, to make that contribution that, you, that you've been talking about that I think a lot of your listeners and readers uh, are into. Yes, I, I definitely think that, well, I, I know my audience is just so wonderful. They really want to make a difference, not only in their lives, but the whole world for their right. children, everybody. I guess what I'm saying is that that principle is not new, but there's new in it. Yeah, there's yeah. new. And, and it's like now is the time. We've really got to start practicing it constantly. No, we can't wait any longer. That's a really good time for it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think we all have to approach it too with a sense of uh, with ease. You know, pushing too hard is not going to get us there either. There's a way to do this through the heart where you bring in the feeling of ease. Ease doesn't mean falling asleep or something you know, or just take it easy. It's, a, it's a, like a liquid feeling that comes through the heart. It just feels like the, the ease frequency. And as you bring more ease into whatever you do, it, it actually is more effective than, than the push or the drive to do it. You know? Yeah. That just creates more stress a lot of times. Um, right, right. So, so taking it in a, in a balanced flow, the feeling of ease being a, a director in that balanced flow is one of the most effective ways uh, to grow. So we want to remind everybody that there's a better way for you to monitor, monitor yourself, and that's through the HeartMath apps. It's through the sensors, and you've got it all that helps people to literally understand what's going on with them. Yeah, the inner balance trainer is the most popular version. It's, it's you know it's a it's a great app that monitors your heart rhythm, scores them for coherence, allows you to store that information. You can see all your past sessions. You know, all that stuff is in the app. 
You purchase the sensor, uh, the inner balance trainer sensor, attaches to your ear, picks up you know, your heart rhythm, it's called heart rate variability analysis. Uh, it then analyzes uh, those heart rhythms, determines how coherent they are, and, and starts to give you points uh, as you increase your coherence. So you can set it up as a game to you know, accumulate a certain amount of points per day or contribute those points every day. And it's being used by hundreds of thousands of people. You know, all, all over the world. All over the world. That's exactly right. So uh, that's an app that's really cool. And that's the most popular one is the Inner Balance Trainer. You can find out about that on the heartmath.com website. Uh, heartmath.com. Now, there's two, heartmath.org and heartmath.com. Yeah, it's a for-profit and a non-profit entity, you know, uh, that we have here at HeartMath, which allows us to, to serve in a wider wider way. You know, the non-profit can focus on things like, you know, the underserved, on, uh, on children, on education, on, you know, uh, Places like government agencies, you know, the for-profit can focus on, you know, the consumers and on the businesses and on the healthcare systems and health professionals and all that. So the two entities actually give us the ability to serve more people. Oh, wow. I love that. So now let's talk about, because I know in the audience, people are always looking to be trained in a better way with for their professions you do the facilitators training explain that a little bit for us will you sure i'll be glad to there's three different kinds that'll make it really complicated uh, one is for health professionals uh, it's called heart math interventions program and it's exclusively for health professionals to integrate heart math techniques science and technology into the treatment protocols and so it's done, you know, via phone-based training. Uh, you can, you know, register for it online. Uh, and it's something that health professionals add to their existing skill sets or just the you know, education and understanding that they have. There's another one called the Heart Math Coach Mentor Program. Uh, it focuses on a, uh, a skill set called Building Personal Resilience. And what that does is it adds tools and techniques and understanding uh, into people who do coaching. Um it's not a traditional coaching program like some that are out there that teaches people all about how to become a coach. It's a program that adds a very, very powerful component to coaching. You know, now you're adding some new skills, some new understanding uh, to your coaching practices and teaching people how to use heart math information in a coaching style. You know, how do you coach with this material? You know, and it's called the Heart Math uh, Coach Mentor Program. And that's, again, phone-based. You can register online. The third one is our HeartMath Certified Trainer Program. This is for people that want to do workshops, that want to teach in classroom settings, you know, those kind of things. It is done face-to-face. -face. <clears throat> it's a longer process, and it's done at any, um, certifications that we hold in various parts of the country, you know, every year around the country. And again, it's, it's, a, it's a course, it's, it's four days on-site. It's pre-work that you do before you ever come to the course. And... Uh, it's designed to give people the ability and the license to take this material in, in chunks or as a whole and integrate it into face-to-face -face type training. Wow. Wow. That's wonderful. Some new things I want to tell you about, though. Yeah, please. Uh, my big project for the last several months will be out, you know, in September of this year sometime, and it's called the HeartMath Experience. And what I have worked with my team to create is a introductory course to heart math it teaches tools and techniques and some of the science but it does it in a way that it doesn't feel just like a course it's more like a movie divided into chapters really? so you can watch a chapter the chapters are like short usually about 10 minutes and there's there'll be nine of those chapters but you're learning heart math in an entertaining uplifting style uh, so it's been produced like a movie and it's going to be the introductory uh, experience for people that want to get involved with heart math to know more, to have a, you know, an understanding of what this is and experience for themselves that, that can then lead them to making other choices about what they might want. Uh, so that's called the heart math experience. There's another one that's coming out really soon that I just saw yesterday and blew my mind is for children. Children. Oh, how wonderful. Well, the heart smart adventure. And it will also be out in September. And it is an online program designed for children to be used by teachers or schools, but also by parents. It's very sophisticated uh, and teaches children all about their heart. And it's amazing uh, how much is in that course. Uh, all the understanding is there, the production of it, how 
relatable it is, I think, for young children and smaller kids. You know, I think something like, you know, four to six or eight or something. You know, wow. I saw it for the first time yesterday. It's been two years in the making. And what I saw yesterday really inspired me to say this was such a great offering. Wow, because when you start them so young, it stays with them literally for the rest of their lives. That's how you that's how you change the world right there. That's right. So lots of new things happening in Heart Math. Those are just two of many things that are happening. There'll be other courses that are coming out, you know, during the next six months. Uh, one will be on uh, a very professional academic program on dealing with deep trauma, for example. Oh. Another way in which we're serving. Um a lot of things that are happening here at HeartMath. Um, new apps. There will be new apps coming out you know, early next year. So growth is happening. I think what's cool about this, Jules, is that you know, this deep in, in, in time, organizations sometimes become static. You know, yes. uh, after 30 years and all that. You know, but for us, there's no ceiling. You know, it continues to be this creative explosion that happens here at HeartMath. And uh, always trying to find new and better ways to serve people new and better ways to create this more heart-based world. So lots of energy happening right now, lots of change, lots of growth. It's all happening here. And it's an exciting time for me. And I'm looking forward to getting the heart math experience out there and seeing what the people say. I've certainly had a great time making it. And I just can't wait to hear what others, you know, others get from that work. Wow. That is so neat. I, you know, heart math is such a fantastic organization. Oh, my gosh. You know, people can literally change their lives so easily. But that's the secret. You have to go to HeartMath and experience it and get the sensor. Go there. Go. I, I just I love HeartMath. I love everything that you've done. I've, I've seen you for the last, what, 13 years. I've been on the air for 13 years. Oh, and, amazing, yeah. And you have been with us from the very beginning. So, uh, gosh, it's wonderful. And we're almost out of time. But, Howard, you know, we you got to come back on sooner than once every four years here. Uh, Jules, I agree with you. We should work together more. Um, certainly, I thank you for the opportunity to share, you know, what we do here at HeartMath with your audience. Uh, HeartMath is just trying to do what we can. Um, we see lots of different systems out there. There's lots and lots of people doing amazing things. And, we never see ourselves as competitive. We always, I'm not the only is when you add heart to something, you never lose. It doesn't take away from anything else that you're doing. It's non-competitive. It just puts more heart into it. Right. And so there's no threat there from us uh, about, you know, about heart being the big thing or, uh, or not acknowledging or respecting all the brain research that's been done or any of that. It's all one big system. And we're just going to do our part, you know, in the world along with others, um, to assist as best we can during this extraordinary period of change that creates both chaos and coherence. You know, we are really blessed to have HeartMath on the planet at the same time we're here, and I know it's going to grow and grow and grow even further. I mean, my grandkids are going to be able to experience HeartMath, and I am so grateful absolutely grateful to you and to the organization, Doc Childers, everyone at HeartMath. Oh, my goodness. I Please, audience, if you haven't gone there, please go to heartmath.org or right? .com because yeah. you can find the products on .com. Is that correct? Find them both places, but there's a little different flavor to each website. You know, the nonprofit's going to have a different tone than, it's, than, than the for-profit would. Um both are one mission, you know, just, again, different ways in which we can serve people in a broader way by having the two organizations rather than just one. But not to confuse anybody, it's just like there is one heart math, you know, <laughs> yeah. a couple of sites, but one heart math. You know? <laughs> one heart math. <laughs> Trying to, uh, again, you know, to, to make the world a little bit better place as we, uh, as we live our lives. Yeah. For having yeah. I hope your, uh, your listeners have gotten something uh, of value today out of our conversation. I know they did. And again, thank you and thank HeartMath for being a part of this world. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. And and any last words? Yeah. Um, are we off air now? No. Oh, we're on air. Okay. Any last words? <laughs> well, in the middle of it all, let me say this. Um, 
we've talked about a lot of things today and if there's something that people can do that I think would be most beneficial for them as well as for others it would be to have more compassion for yourself uh, it can be tough right now it's, it's not always being easy being a human never has been certainly not right now so there'll be times when we feel like we're not doing enough feel like we are have gotten down or that you know we're not getting it or things are never going to change or all those feelings are a part of being a human but if you ever find yourself there uh, go right straight to your heart and give yourself the gift that is there to give you uh, and which is self-compassion recognize you're a good person uh, doing good things and have done good things and you're uh, doing the best you can to navigate life at a very interesting time in human history not to be so down on yourself, to give yourself that compassion that it's really okay, that you're doing all right. Everybody's going to have moments. Everybody's going to have days. Don't let that define who you are and what you are. And give yourself that lift and that gift of yourself compassion. If people don't remember anything else about what we talked about today, I hope they'll remember that. That is so perfect, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, we are too hard on ourselves, especially in the law of attraction field. If we aren't thinking the right thoughts, we beat ourselves up, so we don't have to do that. Right, and another thing I'll just add to that is to say, look, you know, my belief is deep down everybody really does have a good heart. Uh, it doesn't appear that way, even with the craziness that we see. You can say, how could they have a good heart? Well, down in there, it's really there someplace. You know, uh, <laughs> We get disconnected from it. And when we do, life is a different thing. It's a darker place. Um, the good news is, is that the road back home is not as, as far as people think. And even though we can feel like our hearts have been broken, that our hearts are shut off, that we can't feel any of this because of the way life has treated us, I understand that. But I also believe and do understand that you can get back to that place inside. And when you do, life rewards you differently. And one of the places to start would be with self-compassion. And that can help to open the heart that leads to a whole lot more. And then you reconnect with something that you were born with, that you were meant to have, that's growing inside each and every one of us, that's part of the evolutionary imperative of these times, and it's called heart. So go experience your heart again like you never have before. And I'm, uh, I think you'll find that life is going to be a different experience. That is words of wisdom right there. That's beautifully said. Thank you so much, Howard, for being with me today. And for all your your wonderful words of wisdom to us thanks for having me jules thanks everybody for listening thank you so much for joining us we'll be back next week with another great show from law of attraction talk radio if you'd like to comment on tonight's show send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week